Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. Good evening, my fellow Americans. We now stand ten years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods of growth.
early, so I spent more cake on them. Look, I'm trying to keep it up like a one-minute man. While I on a Kawasaki, two headbands, jewelry and all. Fish bowl in the mall. I got some security buying shoes and all. Now sometimes I get them free, sometimes I got to pay. Walk in the mall and they know what I'm about to say. Give me the black and the platinum and leather gray. Ones in the back and the pearl you got to display. Now when the box is where I keep mine, keep Twice, but never three I'm times. I'm sneaker pro. I love Pumas and shell toes, but can't nothing compare to a fresh crispy white pearl.
She got the thongs on. She started bouncing more when she heard the thong songs. Them high heels got them calves looking right too. Shorty, come live with me for the night, bro. Only trying to holler. It's only right you holler back. So where you headed? Let me follow that. The word up, I got plans for you. It's more than my tongue and my hands are through. The way you move to the music and make a nigga want to take you up out of here. Go somewhere and lose it. And your physique is off the chain. It's going to be hard getting you off the brain. I mean, we could take a drive in the X5. The way you boogie on the floor, I know that's that side. He's a timepiece. I'm trying to see something. Suck your teeth and in your front and let me squeeze something. Turn it around, let me see something. With me, for real, it's gonna be something. I'm talking lights, camera, action. I'm just singing, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Turn it around, let me see something. With me, for real, it's gonna be something. I'm talking lights, camera, action. Few hours left till it the J. And I'm hoping that it's you that it again. Hit them calling out your name, I guess it's showtime. Get your money, shorty, let me see you pole climb. Toes out back, showing off a tattoo. The dump had a tattoo. Looking as good as you smell, pay your own bills. Soft as a cushion, pushing your own wheels. Yeah, I'm feeling you, trying to see the deal with you. What's going on later on, can I deal with you? We can do anything that you want to do. You know the way you need to feel, all I want is you. To dance on, love the way you make your moves with no pants on. Let's rock, bounce to your man song. Let's get the goings going on before the chance gone. Next stop, oh, turn it around, let me see something. With me, it's gonna be something. I'm talking lights, camera, action. I'm missing a sound, sorry, Miss Jackson. Turn it around, let me see something. With me, it's gonna be something. Now, I'm talking lights, camera, action. I'm missing a sound, sorry, Miss Jackson. Turn it around, let me see something. Do it me for real, it's gonna be something I'm talking lights, camera, action I'm just singing, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson Turn it around, let me see something Show their brothers, let me see something I'm talking lights, camera, action I'm just singing, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson Yo, earn with me now Do my thing in the day, swing with me now Think dog now, one shot this Keep it tight, and this is how we feel It's that new, how we come through Mr. Sex, keep it hot with us Let's go get them, try to come get us Back Got the foodies in the back Hey, meanwhile, we just Smoking and drinking Hey, man, it's a late thing Sorry, I got like she's ready for some action. Mm-hmm. 
party started. Yeah, it's time to get the party started. Yeah, kill her. Yeah, rock water. Yo, funk rock walk into the club acting rowdy. I'm hounded for the right girl to crown me. A little bit up, lift your shoulder a bit up. The gentleman off, turn the temperature up. One blink, turn the world around. Get up just one drink, make your girl it down. Who that there? We up here. You better like move back there. Who that scared? Doctor, pink, let's happen to link. I'm in the cut, bleeding to death, harassing the freak. I'm back in the beat, it happened to beat. Rock, rock, intro, Yeah, the underground, make it shake upstairs. Women, don't it, they make up smears. Henny, in my cup, let's fight up. Are you high or what? Yeah, the party's started on. On a Saturday night, everybody's waiting for me to arrive. Sending out the message to all of my friends. We'll be looking flashy in my Mercedes Benz. I got the style, check my gold diamond rings. I can go for miles if you know what I mean.
The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now talking about Iowa like that. I'm about to dump you That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9 on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. Brothers and sisters, take-
take a look around. We are killing the future. and RadioFreeBlood.com. It is Tuesday, October 13th. Do you believe this year is almost over? Like, really, it's almost over. We've almost gotten through this entire year. Uh, we'll have some things to discuss about that tonight. I'm sure there'll, there'll be great topics to bring up on that subject of the year almost over. Hope everybody had a great week. 
I hope you uh, spent time with your family, you did things you enjoyed doing, as well as paying attention to what's going on in the world. You know, hey, it sucks, but we got to balance all of that together. And sometimes it's not that easy. <sighs> Another week gone. So many crazy things going on. I, uh, I've been watching what's going on in Syria very intently. I've really been paying attention to it. I think that we are really moving forward into the the next negative thing. I hate to say that. I think we can stop it. We'll get into that, though, when Scott Ricker joins us at uh, 6.30. So in about, you know, 25 minutes, 20 minutes, give or take, we'll have Scott Ricker joining us. We'll discuss Russia and what's going on in, in Syria and, uh, you know, how uh, the U.S. has been proven, it's been shown to be a bunch of lying, manipulating fools. That's that's what our country looks like nowadays. Are you happy that that's what our country has become? That we look like a bunch of lying fools? That we're stupid enough to fall for the same thing over and over and over and over again? So, yeah, that's something we'll talk about. And then in the third hour, it's about 7.15, give or take, uh, my buddy Scott Ledger will be joining us. We're going to get an update on what's going on with him. And we're going to discuss, uh, I think there's a lot of mar- marijuana news going on and some other things that I want to bring up with him. Maybe we'll touch on Russia and Syria, uh, see what his thoughts are on that. But, you know, I, I don't want to focus on one thing all night. It, 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 it can be hard not to sometimes when that's the main thing in front of you. Although there are a lot of other things in front of us that we are watching. We're going to talk about that here in the next in the first half hour. And hopefully uh, we can get it all together. I hope the skipping issue has corrected itself. And that might have been the way I was playing. I don't know. Let me know if it's still going on because I thought we had that fixed last week. I know blood side, you should be nice and clean. It should be coming beautiful to you. Hopefully. Trump won't be next president. That's from Obama. That's what Obama thinks, that Trump won't be our next president. You know, I agree with him. i got to be honest. I don't disagree. What do you think of Donald Trump? Well, uh, I think that uh, he is a great publicity seeker. And, you know, at a time when the Republican Party hasn't really figured out what it's for as opposed to what it's against. President Obama sat down with 60 Minutes Steve Croft for a spirited interview in which he shared his thoughts on presidential hopeful Donald Trump. He knows how to get attention. Uh, he's, you know, the classic reality TV character. And uh, at this early stages, it's not surprising that uh, he's gotten a lot of attention. Yes, yeah, so these are running out of steam. I mean, you think he's going to disappear? I, you know, I, I'll leave it up to the pundits uh, to make that determination. I don't think he'll end up being president of the United States. And while President Obama is not sure who the next president will be, he does know a guy that he thinks would do a pretty good job. Do you want Joe Biden to get in the race and do it? You know, I'm going to let Joe make that decision. And uh, I, I mean what I say. I, I, I think Joe will go down as one of the finest vice presidents in history and one of the more consequential. I think he has done great work. Great work. I don't think there's great any politician work. at a national level that has not thought about being the president. And if you're, 
I got to ask a question, honestly. What has Joe Biden done that he's done such great work? Like, really, what what has he done? I, can you tell me, any vice president, has he really done anything uh, important other than maybe uh, Dick Cheney or was it Dick Cheney? No, who? Uh, uh, no, not Dick Cheney. Um, the other idiot, Bush's idiot. Um, uh, oh my God, I went blank. Well, the only thing he did was cause nine eleven. But hey, you get my point. We're sitting right next to the president in every meeting and, you know, uh, wrestling with these issues. I'm sure that for him, he's saying to himself, I could do a really good job. Yes, I'm sure he is saying he could do a really good job. We'll turn that down because we don't need to hear any more of that. Part of what got me on this interview, and I talked about this today, uh, I'm restarting the segment with Shannon Burke on the Shannon Burke show, on ShannonBurkeShow.com, his his show there. Uh, I I will be joining him again. And I brought this up today. He talks about, uh, Obama talks about, uh, you know, Obama is currently on completing his second term after winning an election in 2012, uh, 20, 2008 and 2012. Uh, said he has no regrets about term limits that prevent him from running again. I think having f- a fresh set of legs in the seat, I think having a fresh perspective, new personal and new ideas, and a new conversation with the American people about issues that may be different a year from now than they were when I started eight years ago. I think that's all good for our democracy. I think it's healthy. But the president said he believes he would win if he had a chance to run a third term. (laughs) Oh, my God. He actually thinks he could win again. (laughs) I'm sorry. I find that comical at the least. Obama said he had a bittersweet feeling about the 15 months he has left in the White House. On the one hand, I'm very proud of what we've accomplished. And it makes me think, I'd love to do more, Obama said. But by the time I'm finished, I think it will be time for me to go. (laughs) What's he got planned for the last 15 months here, guys? What's his thoughts? What does he want to accomplish before it's time for him to go? That 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 comment just really, really concerned me, honestly. I mean, what kind of president says that? But I think it'll be time for me to go. What are you going to fuck up before you go? What 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 are your plans? What what do you want to destroy? You know, what do you think you're going to get away with before it's time to go for you? Uh, it, it's it's concerning, man. I mean, it really is concerning. I worry myself about what he wants to do before he goes, because it could get ugly. It could get bad. It could get bad real fast. I mean, we're on our we're on the verge of it now. You know, things we're going to talk about in the next segment here. You know, what's going on? What? Why is? Why are we airdropping weapons to the people we're supposed to be killing? Why are we doing that? U.S. military cargo planes gave 50 tons of ammunition to rebel groups overnight in northern Syria, using an airdrop of 112 pallets as the first step in the Obama administration's urgent effort to find a way to support those groups. Details of the air missions over Syria were confirmed by U.S. officials, 
not authorized to speak publicly because the details have not yet been formally announced. Details of those air missions over Syria were confirmed by a U.S. official not authorized to speak to the public. Oh, I read that, didn't I? Sorry, I went back over that. C-117s, accompanied by fighter escort aircraft, dropped small arms ammunition and other items like hand grenades in the Hasset Hasaka province in northern Syria. Sorry, guys, I can't say these words. Northern Syria. To a coalition of rebel groups vetted by the U.S. known as the Syrian Arab Coalition. So now the Syrian Free Army is not guys we can trust. It's now the Syrian Arab Coalition. So should we call them ISIS? Should we call them Al-Qaeda? Nasafarian? I mean, what the... Really? Stop it. Stop it now. All pallets successfully were recovered by friendly forces, a U.S. official said. Of course, that's what the U.S. official said. We've been financing, supporting, and supplying the bad guys in Syria, Afghanistan, Iraq, Libya. Where else? I mean, really? Are you not tired of this game that we are playing, that we've been playing since the 40s when we began it? I don't want to play the game. I'm over the game. This government is just... Uh... All right, I'm getting too deep into what I didn't want to get too deep into yet. We'll get there. Let, let's give an update, because I'm sure I won't get a chance to give this update later. Uh... You know, guys, I think you guys need to reset your players. Four-toed, Kevin, reset your players. I listened for the first 40 minutes when I was just playing music and there was no skipping at all. I didn't disconnect. Reset your stuff, guys. See if that fixes it because you two are the only one I'm getting. And If anybody else having skipping issues, please let me know. Uh, side, obviously, that does not apply. There's no reason it should be skipping and like I said, I'm checking it before, guys. So give me an update if you can. Doesn't make sense to me. I want to give you an update. Uh, this is something I'm, I'm going to... I've been doing it for the past couple weeks, and I want to make sure that I continue to do it, because I think it's important. I think to hear this number every week, and let me see here. I, I think I have the number written because for my notes here from last week. Uh, where is it? No, that's not it. I want to see, because I, I know I wrote these numbers down last week. Oh, they must be in another notepad. I don't have them. Damn it. I really thought I wrote that down. Anyway. <clears throat> These numbers I'm going to go over every week. They're important numbers to know. And it's interesting to see the increase. I believe we're about 8... I want to say 890-something last week. As of today, October 13th, 2015, we're at 922 individuals killed at the hand of law enforcement. Nine hundred and twenty-two years, not even over yet. In light of that, or on the other side of that statistic, we have nine ninety-nine law enforcement deaths. The statistics are are kind of interesting because line of duty deaths are up by two percent, gunfire deaths are down by nineteen percent, auto-related deaths are up by twelve percent. 
And line of duty deaths this year, 99 people. If you look through the list of how these guys die, line of duty deaths, 99. 9-11 related illnesses, we still have people dying today from being on the scene on 9-11. Are they included in the statistic of how people Al-Qaeda killed on 9-11? No, they're not. So we have five 9-11 related illness deaths. Two accidents. One aircraft accident. Three assaults. 23 automobile accidents. It sounds like we should ban cars. Cops can't have cars anymore because they seem to be killing cops at the highest rate. Out of all the deaths of law enforcement, that is the highest rate. 23 killed in automobile accidents. Duty-related illness, two. Falling, one. Oh, I'm sorry, I take that back. Gunfire, 29. So automobile accidents, 23. Gunfire, 29. Gunfire accidental. Meaning one cop shooting another or a cop shooting himself, two. Heart attacks, 16. Motorcycle accidents, three. Struck by a vehicle, five. Vehicle pursuits, four. Vehicular assaults, three. I don't know. Doesn't sound like guns are killing most of the cops. Kind of sounds like their inability to take care of their body is a big issue. Kind of sounds like their driving is a big issue. Maybe it's time to really focus on those things and not controlling guns. Just saying. Just a thought. I can be wrong. I have been wrong. I, I'm going to be wrong. I know most of you out there want to believe I'm wrong. So that's cool. I get it. I can deal with that. Ain't no skin off of my back. <laughs> what else we got here? Um, oh, this one got me. Oh, no, I want to just got... No, I'm not going to go into that one. Before we take a break here, because we're going to take a break pretty soon because we've got Scott Ricker joining us at 6.30-ish, give or take a few. So Lexi and I are sitting watching TV this weekend, and a TV commercial comes on. Well, that happens when you're watching TV. Commercials come on, right? This, this commercial, and I tried to find it because I wanted to play it for you guys. This is a commercial for mouthwash. And the commercial opens up. I can't find it. I will find it. Trust me. I will play this commercial for you one day. The commercial opens up talking about how maybe your medications are causing dry mouth for you. Maybe you have a dry mouth because, you know, some prescriptions cause that. So this is a commercial for a mouthwash that helps prevent dry mouth that they're revolving completely around pharmaceuticals. We don't have a pharmaceutical problem in this country. No, not at all. We're selling mouthwashes to to cure the dry mouth you get from taking too many pharmaceuticals. I mean, hello? Hello? Are you out there? Are you hearing me? Does this make any sense to you? I mean, really, does it make any sense to you that there's a mouthwash that they're promoting because... So many people are on pharmaceuticals that have dry mouth that they need this mouthwash. And the whole entire commercial, not once do they talk about cavities, bad breath. It's all about dry mouth from pharmaceuticals. Then another ad we saw after, after last show, we saw this other ad. 
which really caught my attention and I thought was rather interesting. Oh, I forgot the ad. <laughs> we know that happens. Oh, shit. What was that ad? Uh, the mouthwash was one of them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I forgot it. I don't know. I, if it comes back to me, I'll tell you. This other one was another humdinger that was just like, are, are you really saying that? What was it? Oh, that's right. It was a, uh, I remember. I remember. It came to me. See that? It was a uh, a, a medication for um, uh, psoriasis. All right. This was a medication that you take for psoriasis to, to com- combat your psoriasis. And listen, um, Lexi's stepdad deals with this. It's a horrible thing. You know, every time we see one of these school shootings or one of these college shootings or one of these mass shootings, we always say, where's the antidepressant? Where's the antidepressant? Well, I learned from this commercial for psoriasis that maybe we have a bigger problem than we really understand we have. Because in this commercial for psoriasis, they talk about how the side effects and the symptoms are suicidal thoughts and tendency tendencies. So it's not just the SSRIs. It's not just the antidepressants that we have to worry about. Unfortunately, now it's your psoriasis medication. Or, or maybe it's your stop quit or your quit smoking medication. That'll cause gambling and suicidal and homicidal tendencies. It's not just SSRIs. It's not just antidepressants. They reclassify these drugs so they can use them to make more money for other things. And that's something that needs to be understood. And that's something I think we all are missing. <sighs> all right, guys, when I join you back again after the break here, I'll have Scott Ricker joining me. We'll discuss uh, some more Russian and Syria and uh, embarrassment of the U.S. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Ryan. Fortoed and Lexi. Do I mention Fortoed? Sure. Dave, Dave. Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I, I sound like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. How much you want for this beat? This beat. Five stacks? This beat. Like this beat ain't even for sale. Stop, I ain't even gonna hold you. Come on. Word to everything I love. Like the I'm taking this shit the fuck back. Words bomb, my brother, no one could touch that. I'll make a hater wanna love my shit. And the whole entire industry can suck my dick. Niggas like me ain't gotta write 16. The battle rappers in the club hoping we might get seen. Listen, all over your fake freestyles, I'm pissing. Plus, I got permission from God to listen how I wanna. Now I'm gonna do what I wish to. Rap Lord, smack the floor and fuck your sister. You better recognize, son, I ain't playing. Close attention to everything I'm saying Cause I'm a one-man army And I promise you your 13-man team cannot harm me Starving artists with a grudge Sauteed and Dore, deep-fried a judge Put them clowns under the prison Free innocent 
victims of the wicked system. Give me the justice and the honor and do. Swing it with orangutans, we belong in a zoo. You better open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. You know I wanna take you out that outfit. Ain't no doubt about it, you're silly girl, South Philly girl. You know I wanna meet you in the middle. It ain't no puzzle or riddle, you feel me, girl? North Philly girl. Get them West Philly chicks and make Jay kiss and overlook. I remember I used to stand outside of Overbrook, waiting till my joint came out. I was fucking Aisha before the song came out. Her best friend Keisha was a bit older, and she told her, Pay's got a boulder. Keisha was curious, so she had to try it. Still, I'd rather see Aisha in a violet open sundress. Let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. How was the beat? On the key rap trivial and cosmetic, that's pathetic and pitiful. I don't fall for it, nor will I stand for it. Genocide rap, little kids dance to it. Gunshots, helicopters in the neighborhood. But you got some new kicks, so the flavor's good. Just the other night, 13 shots rung. It took about a half an hour for the cops to come. That's sicker than the tip of an old toilet brush. Some people get a kick out of that shit, they should all get flushed. Poor people have been conditioned to accept horror. Imagine if Katrina would have hit Santa Barbara. People are sick, drug companies. He's got him dying. Bottom line is it's all about the bottom line. It don't take a genius guard. They can't cure a common cold, but they got a pill to keep your penis hard. Ain't no money in curing your stress and your strife. But take this tablet once a day for the rest of your life. It's a motherfucking joke, but ain't shit funny. This country's just a giant corporation trying to get money. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. Let the smoke cloud clear so the sun can shine. Open up the blinds and let the sun shine. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news, and I'm... Chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. Let me just check all your papers. A routine terror sweep here. I'm Officer Jack Boot.
I please worship the government better? That's a vote of non-confidence, you civilian trash. Talking bad about the government, that's how kind of talk. Civilian scum? You better pray to me and you better lick my boots. I'm an officer and you're a lowly civilian. You want that smile off your face right now? I'll tease you and I'll set you up and I'll send you to prison. You pieces of trash, you do what I say. Maybe I'll put duct tape on your mouth. Your eyes, arms, and legs will throw you in the river. Talk about how you committed suicide. guys welcome back to the first 52 on razradiolive.com and radiofreeblood.com you gotta get your break on you gotta do what you gotta do right i want to thank john riley john i get that message you sent me i can't find the video but you you found exactly the commercial i was talking about the act commercial it's a it's act dry mouth tv commercial uh, I can't find the video on the page you sent me, my friend, but I do appreciate it. I'm sure you guys will see it uh, flowing on the TV. 
And I hope you pay attention and see that. You see the fact that they're promoting this, this mouthwash to end your dry mouth from taking too many pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Welcome back to First 52, RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. You know what? We try to give you information. We try to have a little fun while we do it. We try to take it serious. We really do try to take it serious. Because this means a lot to me. But sometimes you just have to sit back and laugh a little bit. Uh, P.O.D., thank you very much for the rejoin music. Uh, that's a great song. I learned today, I didn't know this. Uh, they were on a, a show I listened to, Bubble Love Sponge. They were on there today. And I never realized that that song was written because they were in the studio writing music at the time. And they were two blocks from a school shooting that had happened. I never knew that's what that song was. I mean, I knew the song was about, you know, children uprising and killing and shooting and this and that. But I never really realized where it came from. Amazing what you learn just from listening to radio. <laughs> All right, I'd like to bring on, you know, I don't really think he needs a big introduction. Um a good friend of ours, uh, a big, big uh, new member of the Raz family by far. I think we've learned a lot about each other. I finally got to shake and give this man a hug. Uh, it was the greatest experience to hang out with him for a weekend. Scott, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, man. It was uh, absolutely a great experience. I really appreciate you having me. That was fun. Oh, I'm glad you got to join us. You know, it, it was uh, it was definitely a different world, a different way of doing things. It was fun. Yeah. In fact, I'm going back out this weekend. Uh, same. In location, uh, Clearwater Beach. Excellent. Excellent. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about that. Unfortunately, I can't make it down this week because I want to see you again. I mean, it, it's amazing when you, when you do what we do, right? We, we talk, we've interviewed, I don't know, maybe five or six times prior to meeting each other. And then when you sit down, you, you actually get to meet that person. It does make a big difference in, in your relationship in a positive I agree. way. I agree. In a very positive way. And I, I appreciate uh, the time we spent together, my friend. Let, let's uh, let's get rid of the formalities and and bloodside. I apologize. I've, I I had to mix minus down some things, and you missed a little bit there. It wasn't much, I promise. It was right after I killed the music. I realized it was messed up. Uh, but Scott, I brought you on today because last time we talked uh, was right before Razfest, right before Russia actually you, you know decided to make us look like a bunch of retards over here in America. Uh, so I wanted to get an update on on what you're seeing with that and discuss that a little bit. Oh, great. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it's uh, finally good to see um, the truth come out. You know, you look at the, how successful the Russians have been at uh, bombing uh, nearly, um, if you look at the numbers they're doing in a 24-hour period, over 80 bombing runs. Uh, and if we if just simple math on that, uh, you know, 10 days, that's 800. 100 days, that's 8,000. And a year that would be uh, 24,000. That's almost, uh, um, uh, that's over three to four times what the Americans have uh, uh, done in the same, uh, you know, given periods. So I think what we're seeing, too, is they're also seeing an uh, incredibly accurate uh, um, assessment of exactly where these guys are and going after the root of them. And, I, and it's unbelievable that uh, these organizations were allowed to continue to operate uh, with impunity you know, considering the uh, geospatial intelligence, as well as the uh, um, you know the massive amounts of drone flights that are being flown over Syria and Iraq, and you know we've basically controlled air superiority there for over a year. So it, it's um, it's incredible 
to see. And then, uh, obviously, uh, the news has come out where the Russians are capable of uh, shooting their uh, cruise missiles all the way from the Caspian Sea into Syria. So I think what we're, you know... Oh, wait, 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 Scott, I thought one of them crashed into uh, Iran. Didn't didn't a couple missiles crash in Iran by accident? Is that what they tried to tell us, at least? Yeah, they've been trying to put all kinds of things in uh, into position here about, you know, unfortunately, uh, uh, collateral damage that the Russians are causing and uh, mm-hmm. uh, that they're actually hitting the, the moderate level, uh, level uh, rebels, uh, when, in fact, uh, I think what they're doing is they're hitting the uh, CIA operatives, uh, you know, who have been operating in and around ISIS, uh, Al Nusra, Al Qaeda, whatever name you want to give these uh, um, these uh, mystical or uh, invisible moderates uh, that have really never existed, and they're not Syrian. And uh, I actually uh, did an interview earlier this week. They talked. They talk, They've traded the name from the Syrian National Coalition to the Syrian Arab Coalition overnight uh-huh. because. These, we're giving it to the moderate Arabs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We want to make sure we call these Arabs, right? Wasn't, so it the, like, wasn't it the Free Syrian Army to begin with that we were giving weapons to? But now we have to change the name because you know things are changing. Yeah, because there was nothing free about it, and it's not. There's nothing Syrian about it, and there's certainly not an army. <laughs> so, uh, and that's the same thing with the Syrian National Coalition. You know, they now had to change it to the Syrian Arab Coalition when, in fact, it should actually be called the uh, um, the Hasaka Kurdish uh, Coalition. <laughs> Because these are really Kurds up in that region who have always wanted their autonomy from Turkey and Syria. But, uh, you know, in the 20-plus million that live in Syria, you know, Hasaka makes uh, uh, well under um, uh, 10% of the society. So why does, you know, that's like saying the state of Florida gets to decide the, the, the fate of the United States. You know, it's just, it's just not possible. Unfortunately, we got a lot of blue hairs here that might actually do that every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it gets a little crazy down here every once in a while. Well, I was talking from a violent perspective. I think uh, I think they're, uh, you know, uh, aside from their driving, they're pretty damn calm. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? I just don't understand how Russia can move in and within a week uh, do 112, 130 bombings um, and actually eliminate major players Oh, wait, yes, I do understand. They're not paying them. We are. Right, right. Well, you know, there's a great intelligence report that came out uh, this week uh, whereby the Turks who were minting the uh, the gold dinar for, for, the, uh, um, for the mercenaries, because the mercenaries didn't want money for the oil they were stealing from Syria and Iraq. They, uh, they wanted gold because uh, they realized you know, if they take currency, it's very trackable, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly uh, um, these aren't the kind of guys who uh, have credit cards. So, um, you know, the, um, they, they were taking gold, and the uh, uh, Turkish intelligence was minting the gold for them. And after they basically took out the Treasury Department for uh, um, the mercenary forces, the Turkish uh, intelligence said, hey, uh, I guess there's no reason to mint this gold anymore, is there? Because we got nobody to pay it to, and they're certainly not you know, bringing any of this illegal uh, oil into our country any longer. And I don't know if you noticed, but did you see the the twenty twenty cent jump in uh, the price of gasoline overnight when the Russians started bombing? Uh, no, I didn't because I don't really I I live where I work, so I don't, I'm sure my wife noticed it, but I didn't <laughs> notice it. I don't ever leave the property, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, I got lunch. The black market oil coming out of Iraq and Syria was cut off, so it was it, it basically changed the whole global pricing, and obviously we we get to pay for that. It's amazing how that works. Uh, it really. It doesn't make any sense to me, Scott. I don't understand how. Uh, well, I, I shouldn't say I don't understand because I really do. Um, you know what we're seeing now is no different than what we saw in '82, '83, 
the buildup in Afghanistan, the creation of Mujahideen, which led us to Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda is supposed to be our enemy, but yet we're supplying them there uh, in Syria and and prior to Syria with Libya and and all the different things that have happened in that region over the past two, three years. Um, Do you feel that, that the American people are actually noticing more, especially with this Russian move? Well, I would say some, um, some American people. But sadly, you still have the same rhetoric coming out of the left and the right, uh, whereby they're, you know, they're they're continuing the, um, the facade of, oh, um, uh, well, the reason this all happened is because um, uh, Assad was actually barrel bombing children and <laughs> hospitals and schools and so on and so forth. And he's the reason why we see you know, the the death and the destruction and the crisis of all these uh, you know in you know, these particular refugees. And so I I think that you know sadly that particular scenario is painted out across the board between you know behind all of these uh, spokesmen for the State Department. You know, the Human Rights Watch, uh, the uh, um, the head of Human Rights Watch is uh, Ken Roth. Uh, Ken is connected to. Uh, a very left-wing uh, sort of uh, pro-Israel Zionist uh, agenda, and you know, like USAID, uh, you know, Human Rights Watch, uh, Amnesty International, you know, these are all you know organizations that do good things on 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 uh, multiple scales in different areas. But one thing that they don't do right, and they consistently don't do right, is they carry the torch of the United States State Department, the Pentagon, the military-industrial complex. And they're basically puppets, and the people who lead those organizations are, you know, misleading uh, news agencies because you won't see Sean Raz or or Scott Rickard uh, out on uh, um, at Fox or CNN and <laughs> and saying these kinds of things. And that's that's one thing I said to Ken because Ken was giving me a hard time saying, "Well, he barrel bombs his people," you know. I said, "Well, geez, Ken," I said, "I said, I, I said, I'd, I'd love to debate you sometime on that." But unfortunately, you know, mainstream American media will give you full access, while anybody that's in opposition to the foreign policy will get, uh, you know, 0% access on mainstream media. All right, and, and this the barrel bombing, I'm assuming that's the chemical attacks we saw a few years ago, which has pretty much been, I don't want to say proven, but really shows that it was more the, the uh, rebels and the CIA forces that really did this thing that they're accusing him of. Well, barrel bombing is a, is a type of uh, weaponry, that is uh, indiscriminate, and uh, and when it goes, it's. Uh, I mean, something like a, Israel might use, maybe. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing that Israel uses when they when they use cluster bombs and so on. They got different different names for different uh, uh, unfortunate events when you're uh, when you talk about ending the lives of people uh, using uh, uh, you know what would have been considered uh, in violation of the Geneva Convention during world war one and world war two mm-hmm. but now unfortunately there uh there is no uh accountability for the use of um you know tremendous weaponry against uh you know flesh and uh, uh sadly you know uh you know many people have suffered uh the uh indiscriminate uh, uh deaths because of uh uh their you know there are weapons now that are just tremendously powerful mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's unfortunate, you know, in, in urban warfare that, you know, rather than going building to building and helping people evacuate, 
No, they're just uh, um, leveling you know, the building. Leveling buildings, yeah. Yeah, it, it is a sin the way we work um, nowadays. And you know, as we talk about Russia and and when this all began, obviously even before Russia made its first strikes, uh, the, the U.S. and and the Western nations were accusing them of of hitting civilians and taking out people that they shouldn't have. At the same time, they're bombing a hospital in Afghanistan full of doctors and uh, from Doctors Without Border. I see now that the U.S. government is planning on compensating the victims of that bombing, uh, the hospital with Doctors Without Borders. I'd like to know if the U.S. government plans to compensate the other 1.5 million Iraqis and, and Afghanis that have been killed since, you know, 98, let's say. Yeah, unfortunately, it's that whole uh, squeaky wheel um, uh, fact. You know, Doctors Without Borders are um, uh, sometimes used as uh, intelligence fronts uh, for the intelligence communities and then also obviously used in good ways. Um, but in So fact, do you think there was something nefarious here? Do you think there was, might have been a target in that hospital that maybe wasn't cooperating with the uh, propaganda side? No, I don't have no idea. Uh, that that's a it's a obviously you know, a possibility. But at the end of the day, you know they have good pull because they have very good connections. Uh, they're in a lot of hot spots. They provide intelligence back to the intelligence communities, and uh, you know and these are obviously individuals with uh, you know uh, decent means because of the uh, um, you know the, the types of income that that uh, people receive with that kind of education. So you know it's a it's a good. Thing that that uh, Doctors Without Borders has said they want a uh, an official independent investigation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so given the uh, um, uh, I guess the, um, the horrific description of why it's happened, you know they've changed their stories a few times, and uh, and it looks like it's been you know pretty much a cover up from the beginning. You know you can't take in uh, gunships and just continue to fire. I mean it's pretty easy to see that it is a hospital. Uh, so well, uh, not, some, not to mention they had the GPS coordinates of that hospital. I mean, don't right. don't think these guys go out there and go, "Hey, we're just going to build a hospital and not tell the people bombing the area we're here." Well, and there's there's also uh, you know let's let's uh, be clear. There's also what we you know see in um, in situations like that. The you know word aggravation comes up many times. So uh, you know there's individuals who like just like the weaponry, the humans can be very indiscriminate. Uh, based upon their own, uh, you know, they might have had a really bad morning and uh, somebody, they just wanted some sort of uh, revenge on uh, something, somewhere, somehow, and made, you know, made some... Well, they were human impact. beings. They, they were They're, human beings. They made judgments in error. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's what war crimes are. Yeah. You know, the, a war crime is, a, is an error in judgment. And, uh, you know, as you've seen in the past, what, 20, 30, 40 years... Has not really been anybody convicted of a war crime, uh, any tribunal. Well, that's because uh, that, the people, pr- the, the the ones actually committing most of the war crimes, are the ones leading the organizations that are doing the war crimes, and who's going to commit them? Nobody's going to go after the guys that are in charge of everything that's going on in the world, for the most part. You got to lose a war, unfortunately, uh, to be uh, prosecuted. And yeah. sadly, the Americans, uh, we may not win all the wars, but we certainly don't lose them. Yeah, we don't get prosecuted very often. Um, listen, Scott. Something you had posted, I think it was yesterday or today, and it really gave me it gave me butterflies in my stomach when I when I oh, saw wow. the headline. Um, RAF gives green light to shoot down hostile Russian jets in Syria. I I think that's a major problem. I think that we are looking to start a war. Well, I, I think what we see is um, 
the Russians are basically thumbing their nose at the West, saying, you know, you just dropped 50 tons of weaponry, you know, to the Hasaka province, uh, to a bunch of individuals that are targeting our ally. And we were coming in to clean up this problem, and you're exacerbating it. So I think what the Russians are doing is that they're stepping up their game, and they're like, that's unacceptable. And uh, I think what you'll see is the Russians will be very effective as they've proven that their intelligence is, and uh, the Syrian intelligence is good enough to where they can keep these guys under watch and destroy their infrastructure. So, you know, unfortunately the guys in Hasaka has put, have put a target on their back. Well, sadly, a lot of these individuals are Turkish intelligence, uh, uh, Jordanian intelligence, you know, uh, a lot of folks coming out of the Persian Gulf state intelligence as well as U.S., U.K., and French intelligence and even Moroccan intelligence. You know, don't forget, you know, we, 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 sim- we should simplify this for everyone. The French Foreign Legion never went away. The French Foreign Legion is one of the largest mercenary forces, you know, in the history of the world, and they're out of Morocco. So there's a lot of Moroccans, you know, because these Moroccans, they speak Arabic right. and French. Yeah, I, I worked with Moroccan actually right around 9-11. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a really good employee of mine. I was a manager for a pizza hut, and he was one of my, you know, line cook guys, you know. And when 9-11 happened, he got a little weird. And I even, I still have the dollar bill that I found in my cash drawer from the week before 9-11. And on it was like a bunch of writing about CIA, and I, I have it stored away somewhere. I'll have to show it to you next time I see you. Uh, remind yes. me to bring that to you, because it, it, I actually sent it to the FBI. At that time, I was, you know, all, you know, yo, USA, bomb them, kill them all. And I, I saw this this dollar bill, and they, it was just weird. Was, I'll show it to you, Scott. You tell me what you think when I show it to you. Right. Um, I, I get worried about what we're going to see happen over there. Uh, do you think we are trying to... I don't want to say fight a proxy war because we are fighting a proxy war whether we want to admit it or not. We already are doing that. But do you really think that we're trying to begin a a larger conflict in order to distract from the fact that we are being shown the truth of what our country is? Well, okay, so I've seen a really poor analysis of this across the board. Uh, one one particular uh, individual in the um, uh, in the military had said, you know, the Americans and NATO can't uh, afford to fight Russia and Syria because they're too busy elsewhere. Well, obviously that is the case, uh, and and you know they're also trying to justify budgets. Now the other side of the coin there is, you know, you're also looking at a uh, a very large uh, organization of people who have been making, you know, uh, hundreds of millions of dollars off of the oil, off of the uh, uh, equipment, mm-hmm. and off of the uh, um, uh, actual um, uh, business operations that go in and around that for all the logistics and, you know, people moving things around. Uh, you know, uh, there, there are sales that uh, continue to go on, you know, for military sales in Qatar and Saudi Arabia. So all of these things are affected. If if you can't if you can't deliver your weaponry and uh, uh, and get and get it to the people that they want, obviously you're, you're not going to be paid uh, by the individuals that were supposed to have paid you for that weaponry, uh, whether it's CIA or or so forth. And so you're stuck with stuff. Uh, so I think what you'll see is you'll see individuals changing alliances. 
uh, and uh, there's been a lot of speculation about uh, um, uh, some turmoil uh, with the king sick in Saudi Arabia, okay. that there may be some uh, problems in Saudi Arabia emerging as well, which you know I'd love to see. Yeah. But uh, I'm very uh, I'm I'm very skeptical because I don't believe that the British and the American empires will allow their uh, um, their puppet oil uh, um, nation uh, nation to uh, um, to deteriorate. Well, I would like to say that if they're having problems, I hope the problems are that they're afraid of the 28 pages from the 9/11 Commission coming out saying yes. that they were involved in 9/11 completely, and really that makes us involved automatically because we've been giving them money for years. Yeah, it should, it should point the finger directly at uh, Saudi and Israeli intelligence uh, alongside a, uh, a turncoats in the United States. Never mind the five dancing Israelis on 9-11 that videotaped the whole yeah. thing because they were sent there to make sure they got video of the attack. Well, we've actually uncovered uh, through a, uh, a relational database that we use uh, some relationships with five dancing Israelis and uh, some individuals in the intelligence community on the U.S. side. That would never happen, Scott. Come on. Yeah, that, you yeah, know that so. can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Osborne, or Osman, had nothing to do with 9-11, although he was uh, uh, Osama bin Laden, but, you know, he died yes. in, in you know 2012, they tell us, but I say 22 or 2001, my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I actually believe that uh, the person that they uh, eliminated in a lot of bad was a uh, body, body double, double yep. uh, for uh, that we were paying and uh, housing uh, in Pakistan, and I think we had a falling out with the British and the uh, Pakistani and American intelligence, and they said, "Well, look, what are we going to do about this guy?" And they said, "Well, we can make the Americans a hero. We'll give you, you know, so much amount of time. You send in a bunch of, of uh, seals to uh, take these guys out, and you can claim that you got them." and uh, and, you know, even the president's such a gullible guy that he actually probably believes he got him. Yeah. You know, they certainly didn't share that information with the president because uh, he would have said, really? I mean, you've been talking to all this crap for uh, for the last six years or 12 years. Was it, 2011? When was that? Uh, 2012 uh, is when they say they got 2012 him. 2012 they got him. So uh, so I, he was already, for the last four years, you've been lying to me? It was a Benghazi distraction, I honestly think, because I believe, if I'm not, I might be off on my timetable, but I believe we got o- Osama and then... And Benghazi happened, or it might have been the other way, but I think it's pretty close in timing because yeah. we uh, we had overthrown Gaddafi by the end of the year and started our shenanigans in uh, um, in in Syria the beginning of uh, of 2012 and the end of 2011, and then obviously um, Chris Stevens was killed because he was he was more of an arms dealer than he was an ambassador. Right, right, and we well, I, I played there's an audio clip of uh, Judge Napolitano came out about two months ago. Talking about after he reviewed the documents, Stevens was assassinated in his belief on purpose. Absolutely, the U.S. Napolitano is uh, he's one of the few guys out there uh, that's given the opportunity to at least uh, um, uh, uh, breach the, uh, um, the the possibility of uh, you know some uh, slight amount of corruption. <laughs> Well, as we starburst through, Scott, because we do that a lot, you and I tend to starburst because we get on these conversations. And that's, that's why you're the host, man. I can never bring us back around. <laughs> um, I want to wish a happy birthday to uh, um, uh, Colonel Anthony Schaefer. Today's Uh-oh. his birthday. I don't know if Uh-oh. you were aware yeah, of that. I wish him a happy birthday, too, although I, I, I can smell his, his uh, Zionist sympathy from here. <laughs> I figured you'd say something like that. <laughs> you know, he could have... If he would really tell us what he knew, I think it would blow a big hole in everything. 
You know, but I, I got to tell you, he's got loyalties. The um, the London Center uh, um, of International Studies uh, that he belongs to, or oh, no, policy research. Uh, and I say that in quotes, policy research. I, you mean mean policy uh, um, uh, steering? <laughs> you mean another NGO, not another NGO. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it, well, they call it a think tank, but there's not a whole lot of thinking going on. There's a lot of uh, um, planning, influencing, <laughs> a lot of planning going on. I think I think Peanut was a think tank too, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and and you know it's it's funny because he is he is connected at the hip with a company called Newsmax. You know, just just go in and and look at the uh, all the connections to the uh, the individuals at Newsmax. They all call it Fox Newsmax Junior. <laughs> I mean, because it's you know it's uh, it's it's just a it's it's a mini me to Fox, and it's uh, it's very interesting. Uh, also, uh, incredibly infiltrated by uh, right wing uh, uh, Zionist sympathizers. So anything we didn't touch on tonight that you got on the top of your list of things that you want to discuss? Because we were just doing a quick in and out this week. Maybe we'll do an hour in a couple weeks again. Uh, but just anything that I haven't uh, addressed with you that you feel you really want to make sure people hear tonight? Gee, that's a good question. I, you know, I'd say uh, the main thing is is that you know keep a keep close eye on the financial markets because uh, typically every time that uh, a, a nation challenges the Western uh, um, sort of hegemony like uh, Russia has, right. there, uh, there is a, a massive uh, financial um, impact. And, you know, are we looking at a, you know, there's, I, I guess there's been a huge sell-off uh, of uh, American debt right now. Uh, and it's, it's unprecedented because it's actually breaking records. So, you know, are we on the brink of something that they'll be able to create that chaos in order to, uh, um, you know, obviously we're suffering financially. Uh, people are, uh, unfortunately, uh, um, uh, there's two ways that that can happen. It can either be a French Revolution, the people rise up, a Commonwealth-type revolution, or it can be a, a point where uh, everybody gets in lockstep and starts walking like uh, um, zombies uh, during World War One and World War II. You mean kind of like the U.S. is right now? Well, unfortunately, uh, I, 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 because of our numbers are still kind of small. Although, you know, I, I still have hope as three percent did actually uh, the three percenters did actually make a difference. You know, Minutemen and those types of things. But uh, given the uh, um, the sort of the disparity of, of the, the I guess American mentality, I just don't I just don't have a lot of faith that there's enough people. That would rise up and uh, um, and hold the government accountable. Uh, hey, but you know, I I think that they they're counting on the fact that we're very loyal and obedient. I I, I agree with you to a degree, but I do feel um I do feel a, uh, a a burp in the matrix. I do feel that a lot more people are starting to to really see what's going on and question it. And I, I hope that's what's happening. It is. It is. I just don't know if the numbers are high enough. But I I I I, I share your hope. Yeah, I, I mean, we have to. Uh, Scott, where can people find you, buddy? Uh, find me uh, connected to Sean Raz, man. He's a cool guy. He's got a great radio station, and uh, I've got I use Facebook and uh, and uh, LinkedIn. It's the best uh, intelligence collection we got as uh, as people. And uh, and Jesus, uh, find any news out there you can, and try to share it with each other, and make sure that we figure out what's right and what's wrong. There you go, man. I appreciate your time tonight, Scott. Uh, you have a great evening. I'll talk to you again soon. We got to get this uh, every five weeks or something put together. Yeah, in fact, we got to do more. I'm all about that, my friend. <laughs> all right, brother. All right, brother. You have a great evening. It was nice talking to you, and I'll talk to you soon. Me too, always, man. Be safe. All right, there goes Scott Rickard, my buddy, my friend. I'll tell you what, he is a very interesting individual. Uh, he's got so much information to share. 
And I hope you guys, you know, reach out to that information. Take it in. You know, he has been there. He knows what he's talking about. Trust me, I met him. <laughs> it was a blast. All right, guys, you're listening to First 52, RazRadio.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. Sit tight. We all live in different realities. There's no doubt about that. They're trying to form a one unified reality. But as we start to look towards what we're trying to actually get to, and that is liberty, freedom, justice for all, um, which is a global cry. We are now knowing within from all the Internet realms that this is a global cry. It doesn't matter if you're in the Netherlands, in Africa, in uh, Peru or wherever. We're all saying the same thing all over the globe. All over the globe. And so you can't reject anything that comes your way. The universe is trying to speak to you and give you what you need, but you're rejecting it because you think you know what you deserve and what you need which has all been conditioned and programmed by our culture creators, such as Walt Disney, Monsanto, and everyone else. So the answer to our problem is actually invisible, and it is called synchronicity, but it's an answer that no one can show you. No one can show you. And so now we're asking humanity to have faith in humanity when the Dark Brotherhood is making it so impossible to do so. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. Because we think all of this is our fault. So we need to find that faith in humanity. Because listen to all these people that have come out here. Every single one of them. A loving, caring, nurturing being that just wants to uplift humanity. Well, that's the majority. Well, that's the majority. The television's telling you the total opposite. Fear those people in a van. Fear, don't go outside. You know, you don't want to be meeting around with people. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And that's exactly what you should be doing. And the synchronicities will start to unfold. And then you'll actually believe in miracles. Anything that comes your way, go with it. And, and do it to your fullest. That's my message to the world because it'll guide you to your soul's purpose. And if you let your light shine, you know, to your fullest when something comes your way, then it'll magnify and become even more than you ever anticipated. And the best thing is, is that everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. Everything's better than you could have ever dreamed it. And I know that's a a hard message to sell when the BP oil spill with the uh, volcanoes with the corruption with everything that's going down the police state you know all of it it's hard to tell people to regain their faith in humanity to forgive the anger that you have for these people that have, have trespassed on you and to just start seeking the new existence but we have to that's what we have to do we're the voice now. We're the voice now. We're the voice now. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. 
They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You still stuck to the American dollar, and you still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along. If this is going to be another cum, cum trail. I've got lesbians and he's got cum trails. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. I just wanted to take the time Write this to you myself Because I think you get a bum rap People always got something negative to say about you I don't get it
face, even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it. Yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. All right, guys, welcome back to the First 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. you got to get a break on. It is Tuesday, December 13th. It's been a while since I could As we move into this next segment, we're going to talk some of the same things we've already discussed. I'm sure we will. I want to talk about some other things, too. Maybe we can talk about how marijuana is solving all the financial problems of Colorado and many other states. Maybe we can discuss some more Russian and Syria opposition issues. But I want everybody to sit back and think for a moment. As I always say, remember, we are all human beings. We all bleed the same color. I just wish we could find a way to really congeal together, to become one unit. Instead of this constant battle that we are always doing, it's it's no fun. I don't want to do this all the time. I don't want to sit here and try to tell you what they're doing to us. I don't want to do that. I want to go sit with my kid and my wife and enjoy life. But unfortunately, I, 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 I'm impelled to do... Impelled? Impaled? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I have to do this. I, it's just something I feel I need to do. And I'll continue to do it for as long as you guys will sit there and listen to me yap, 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 yap. As we've been doing many things here at Raz Radio, we continue to try to grow. We continue to try to bring new, uh, new information, new ideas to the people that sit and listen. One that we've been waiting for patiently, anxiously, and excitedly. Is that even a word, excitedly? I don't think it is, but who cares? I made it up. Deal with it. One that we've been waiting for, and, and I really think we're getting there, is my buddy, my my good friend, Scott Ledger. Scott, how you doing, brother? You hear me okay? Uh, yes, I, I hear you very good. It's not my studio, though. Uh, it's the phone. I was going to say, I hear crickets in the background, so you must be on the phone tonight. Yeah, um, the studio's ready to rock, but uh, you know, according to you and other people, I need a second sound card, so that should arrive in the morning. Um, we'll get to that in a second as to as to when I what I when I launched the uh, the show. Hey, watch out! They're looking um, for you, Scott. I hear them coming. Yeah, but that's okay. You know, um, you know, Sean. Yeah, you know. And by the way, kudos to Scott Ricker. Uh, I listen to him a lot when he's on 
or still is on Jack Blood's broadcast and, and what Scott does with his own broadcast. And, you know, Jack knows, you know, and, and Scott was a researcher before he was a broadcaster. So, you know, the best part of knowledge is is uh, you can't hold it back. You just can't hold it back. You, it's impossible to hold it back. You know, you can prop it up with propaganda. You can do everything that we see our military industrial complex doing and everything else. But you know what? The dominoes fall one by one. It doesn't matter if you're talking about green energy or cannabis or you know, or or what's going on in the Middle East, and and finally, I think some of the dominoes are falling there. You know, before we even get to that, and I'll, I'll let you leave the question, Sean. But you know, let's not forget that as we talk geopolitics, you know, these are people's lives. You know, these are families and 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 societies, and and as their matrix is completely shattered and. Their lives are, you know, pour up by a cluster bomb, or you know, grandfathers died, or or you know, we see what's going on. By the way, yeah, hang on. What we see what's going on, of course, with Israel and Palestine. That to sit around and talk about geopolitics like we're playing chess or strategigo. Remember that game? Oh yeah, um, I do. <laughs> you know, um, you know, these are human lives, and I'm a huge believer in the idea that. We will not progress as a species until we connect as a species. And that doesn't mean money systems. It doesn't mean, you know, left-right paradigms. It doesn't mean any of that. It means, uh, you know, and I know it's a word that doesn't go well with some listeners, but you know what? Love is the answer. It always has been the answer, and it always will be the answer. And I think that maybe, maybe not in our lifetime, Sean, but somewhere in the near vicinity of our lifetimes brother we are going to see start we are going to see start uh the the um i guess you could say the beginning of love connection togetherness and other uh you know funky words that are going to um uh, i don't know save us I guess is the best way to put it i hope so and i, I want to believe that scott and i honestly think that we are at the beginning of it we may not see the completion of it in our lifetime, but I do believe uh, deep inside that we are at the beginning of that. Uh, you know, as I spoke with Scott, you know, there are more people, uh, maybe not as deep as you and I and, and the people we associate with are, but there are more people seeing more things that don't make sense to them. And it's becoming blatantly obvious. Uh, just more and more as we watch what's going on. I keep going back to Syria and the Russian issue because I, I honestly think that that is going to be what breaks the empire here. That, that That's going to bring this empire down. I really believe it. Well, I'd like to think that, you know, the Soviets or the Russians are acting, uh, you know, out of the, the things that we just spoke of, but they're not. They're, they, they want their pipelines. Okay, so the Saudis in the U.S. want their pipelines through Syria. Uh, the uh, the Russians want their pipelines through the Ukraine. That's really what the Ukraine issues are about. Right. Um, energy is uh, is real. Okay, money isn't real, but you know, get natural gas, coal, 
um, you know, oil, obviously. These things are real. Uh, and when you control energy, you can, you can truly control the populace. So to sit around and pretend that all of this is about humanitarianism, and, you know, I'd love to think that. Or, or by the way, yes, this, you know, Christian versus Muslim bullshit that we constantly hear about all the time. It's not about that. It's strictly about empire, and empires trying to con- uh, one-up each other. That's all. Well, and I agree with that. I don't get don't don't think I don't I don't believe that Russia's got its own agenda, its own propaganda that it's trying to do. I think the important part of it, though, is that their propaganda, their agenda, is exposing the fifty, sixty, seventy years of propaganda and an agenda of the global elite that have been running this country. Well, sure. You know, I mean, you know, you can go all the way back. Uh, okay, you can go all the, way, all the way back to Mosaddegh in 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 Iran, and you know, Shah of Iran, and go all the way back to that. Okay, you know, you can go back to World War Two, where uh, the British Empire, you know, where they wanted to put their troops in the Middle East. They didn't care about they didn't care about most of Eastern Europe. They wanted to secure the oil, and you know, it, you know, it is strictly about energy. It is, you know. Like I said, you know, I, I'm trying to remember who said it. I, I think it's, uh, I can't remember his name, but he said, you know, if the Middle East uh, led the world in broccoli production, we wouldn't be talking about it. But since they do lead the world in, in, in energy and oil and natural gas production, we will constantly talk about them. So, you know, cause and effect um, is is really what it's about, Sean. Um, you know, Saddam Hussein wanted to sell his oil in euros. He's dead. Uh, Muammar Gaddafi wanted to introduce the dinar, which was gold-based and oil-based. He's dead. Um, you know, let's, this is not about humanitarianism. This is not about some type of religious, ooh, you know, Jesus versus Muhammad bullshit. But, you know, the weak-minded, and, you know, you and I know many weak-minded people, um, these are the people that will fall for that trap. And, of course, you know, as you were talking about with Scott, this is what the mainstream media will constantly echo over and over and over again. And if you say it enough, it becomes truth. So, you know, this is what alternate media does. This is what you do, and this is what I do, and this is what other people do, is we challenge that status quo. We say, oh, what if? Oh, what about? Oh, did you realize that the gold dinar would have absolutely been Africa's new currency, and it could have completely upended the American dollar. Yeah, do you realize no, you that that country? That, yeah. did you, do you realize that country was was living happy? You know, it might not have been the way we live here in America, but you know, they were controlling the evil uh, regimes or the evil uh, terrorist groups. They were they were knocking them out. They didn't want them in their country. They were sending their women to to schools. They were teaching them to drive. They were westernizing prior to us moving in and, and destroying all that. They had free public health care, free education. They had fr- um, 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 uh, Gaddafi, as, as far as I know, uh, even though he squashed his dissenters. See, the funny thing about the U.S. empire is we don't have any problem with dictators as long as they do our bidding. The moment doing our bidding, uh, that's when we will bomb the shit out of them, and that's what's happened. Yeah, and it's happened multiple times. I mean, it, again, we can go back to the 40s and, and, and show examples of that type of thing going on. Go to Italy when we had the, um, oh, the Gladio, Operation Gladio in Italy, where, sure. where CIA operatives were blowing up school buses in order to change the regime there. 
We, we, our country, the people that we stand behind, that we believe are doing the right thing, have been doing the wrong thing for an extremely long time. And it, it's really, it's, it's egg on the face. And I'm really hoping that this brings the end of, of what we see, the, the end of the ability to continue this perpetual uh, thought of war. Uh, that was okay. You know, well, I, I, I'm with you as in I hope these things will take place, but I'm a realist, brother. And I also realize that these empires will not give up their stranglehold uh, without a fight. And right. this is what you're seeing. And this is why you're seeing some campaign towards uh, the Russians now. Uh, let's talk about what they've done. Let's go backwards. Um, we. You know, the whole idea was, oh, yes, Assad is a bad man, quote, unquote. Now, uh, we're going to go in and upend him because he treats his people like crap. So we have to fund, um, you know, you can go back to like Iran-Contra. You can, you can go back to how many different times. Hell, you can go all the way back to the 70s when we piped in cocaine from Central America and, and funded wars with it. So, well, is today the new Iran-Contra? Yeah. You know, is today the new Iran-Contra? We got Lith- we got. Uh, um, no, you know, you know I, I, like, I'm with you, though. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to actually sort of believe that little by little um, the truth is finding its way. Now, the spiritual side of me says, well, that's the destiny. That That's always how it happens. This is how life progresses. This is how we spiritually progress. This is how we as a species will move forward. Is We will face uncomfortable truths. We will deal with them. We will move forward from them, and we will correct our own mistakes. That has happened for thousands of years. But that is designed to make sure people have a fear. Go back for a second because you, hold on, we got an internet connection problem. You might have moved to somewhere bad because that but and then it cut out. So re- start back at the but. Uh, uh, yeah, it's still breaking up. Of the boogie. Uh, okay, let me try this. One, two, check, check, check. There we go. How we do. I, I got you now. I think I got you now. Okay. Yeah, the whole idea that the boogeyman is going to get you has been around forever. You know, this is what false flag came from. This is what remember the main came from when we wanted to get into Indonesia. We when we wanted to get into Cuba, what did we do? We blew up one of our own ships in in a Cuban harbor, and uh, we created. Uh, you know, the Spanish-American War. This is; these are the things we will do to create the need to go do what industrialized uh, nations want to do, and that is uh, basically take over shipping routes, take over land, take over everything. Look at Central America. Look at look what happened with all the fruit companies. Look what happened. This is not something new. This is something we've done over and over and over again. The good news, Sean, is we are now finally learning by having example A, example B, example C, example D in a row, where even the most stringent left person or right person will finally have to look and say, wow, I can't believe that this, you know, this happened again. Oh, geez, we have another boogeyman. We had the Russians. That was the Red Scare. We had Al-Qaeda. Now we've got this thing called ISIS. 
which I kind of giggle at. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, it's it. You know, their atrocities are real. Uh, the suffering that takes place over that over those uh, places are real. But is it real? In other words, is the threat actually authentic? Is it actually a real thing? No, it's not. It's not. It's just the next boogeyman that the military-industrial complex uh, twofold. Okay, first we want to keep selling weapons. Yes, we want to keep invading. Well, we got to make uh, that money, yeah. Yeah, and then we also want to get into these places and take their resources. So if we get to Syria, and you realize that Syria is right there but against the Mediterranean, and you realize that yeah, uh, the Saudis and the, and the Americans have wanted to run a pipeline through that area for about a dozen years, uh, Wesley Clark, you know, in his very infamous three-and-a-half-minute video, talks Seven about nations. the... Nations in five years. Well, it's taken a lot more than five years because of the information flowing outward. But that shows you what PNAC, the project for the new American century, this was all about after Russia. And here's the irony Russia fades in the late 80s. Now the PNAC group goes, oh, the world is ours for the taking. And here we are in 2015. And guess who? Guess who's the stick in the spokes? Russia's Russia's regrowing, and they're they're ready to to put them back down. No, I'm not saying that Putin is a saint, right. and I'm not saying that anything that's happened in inside what we used to know as the Soviet Union is perfection. But we are starting to realize that maybe, and I, you know, I I, I make I take my time, Sean, to make up my mind about things. But honestly. Um, you know, we've been there, what, 16 months now? I don't think we've hit so much as a bullseye. Russia starts bombing these boogeymen, these evil guys, these ISIS bad boys, and suddenly the tables have turned. And in weeks, not months. So what does that say? What does that say? Well, it says we've been, we've been covering and hiding and, and financing and supplying the people to make regime change, as we've seen multiple times throughout our history and it's ridiculous that it continues to go on and and that's you know i, don't have a truck. I wish i had a truck <laughs> yeah no you know I, I i i posted a meme i think it was yesterday and it was uh, somebody in the u.n security council saying you know we should we should treat people that believe in uh that 9-11 was an inside job as terrorists and the, the bottom of the meme said sure where's my money and where's my uh, toyota truck i'm ready bring it to me you want yeah, to call that's me a terrorist? the Prime Minister of Britain who's been accused of uh, sticking his penis inside of the, the mouth of a dead pig. Yeah, imagine that. So, uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not into that depth, depth of uh, conspiracy. You know, when people talk about, oh, you know, dead babies and, and gold leading this and all that, you know, I, I more have to prove it to me let's get it to the level of where we can have a, a, an equal discussion about that kind of stuff. But you know what? The Soviets or the Russians or however they identify themselves would actually be embarrassing the U.S. empire. And, um, and that's really what's taking place. And it's not that you like to see... Um, you know, one one person bomb another. Um, you know, people are still dying. You know, I'm, you know, I'm a spiritual being, and I don't like the idea that. And you know, I'm very frustrated. I think we could do much better as a species, and and, and much better as that. Oh, of course we can. Of course, yeah, you know, absolutely. That's that, that, you can't even argue that fact. 
But what you can't get away from, Sean, is the idea that this whole boogeyman we needed to go take care of. And, you know, when you look at Wesley Clark's memo, when you look at what's taking place, and most importantly, I say this all the time, money isn't real. Energy is real. Okay, Energy you can burn, you can put it in your gas tank, you can put it in your stove. You Money isn't real. You can't sustain yourself on money. You can't eat money to live, but energy is power on the planet. And this is what, what we're seeing is energy. We're seeing energy wars take place in our lifetime. Energy rules it all. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, if you can't see that on your own, uh, you got problems. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit, Scott, because I want to get your opinion on some things, other things too. Uh, I, and I think we're on the same page with the uh, Syrian issue and, and what we see going on. Um, let, let's spin around here, Scott. Let, let's come back to America for a moment. You want to talk guns? No, no, I don't want to talk guns. I want to talk... Oh, come on, you want to talk guns. No, because you know what? I always have a gun whether they tell me I can or not. So I really don't give a fuck. How many guns do you have? How many guns do you own? Three. Okay, do you need four or five? Do you need five? I'll take... You know what? Um, I've got three people in my family. Each have two hands, so I need six guns to ensure that my family's properly protected. Okay, well, why not buy ten? Why not? I'm not arguing that. Have as many as you want. Just do the right thing with them. Okay. That's all. So where does self-defense end and where does machismo start? Where does the protection of ourselves from our government end? And where does protecting yourself from an individual start? You know, uh, your friend and mine, Brad Friedman, used to say that if, uh, if the United States government wanted to truly crack down on its citizens, it could do it in a rather brutal way. Right, but then it would reveal everything, though. Then it would it would reveal everything. Exactly. Yes. Right. So the idea that you need ten guns to protect yourself from Uncle Sam, uh, I don't think that. But I am a pro Second Amendment person for two reasons. One, I believe in having a choice. You should have a choice. If you can go to Baskin Robbins and pick out 32 flavors of ice cream, you should definitely have the opportunity to, to be able to pick out your clothes, uh, uh, the car you drive, and most importantly, if you choose to defend yourself with a weapon, you should have that right. That's why I'm Second Amendment guy. The other part of that is, yes, going way back into history, we do realize that um, uh, dictators have always disarmed their, the populace before they crack down. So I, I, I'm not. I don't own a gun. Excuse me. There's probably a really good chance that I'll never own a gun. But you know what? I can completely sympathize with anyone who suspects their government and and keeps it at arm's length because of something as primordial as a as a weapon and gunpowder and a projectile. And you know, I, I, like I said, I don't. I don't think that's our potential. I don't think that's where we're headed as a species, but you know what? I absolutely support that, and I always will. Well, again, if you support the Second Amendment, um, my strong beliefs in the Second Amendment revolve not around protecting my family, honestly. It does revolve around protecting from the government. And as I've always said to people, you know, they want gun control, they want to reduce the ammunition, this and that. Well, unfortunately, based on the beliefs of our founding fathers, the people that wrote that constitutional amendment, 
Um, that is not to protect yourself from the guy walking down the street. That is to protect yourself from the government. And you should be able to obtain and have whatever weapon that government has to be able to use against you. That's my personal belief. You think about the um, well, you know, the, you're running this interview, and I, I don't want to shift that on you, but um, it, with as many mass shootings as we've had, this is why this argument comes into being, and 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 you know, it's important. But you know, there, let's let's go completely conspiratorial. Okay. Some of these shootings are false flag. Some of these were instigated and uh, and absolutely arranged. Versus some of them are absolutely real. Um, what do you think? Um, you know, do, do you think uh, professors and teachers should be strapping, you know, nine millimeters on their hips? If they feel comfortable to do that. I would never make somebody do it, but I believe that if you have the proficiency and the comfort level to know that, because I would not, my wife does not want to carry a gun, does not want to have a gun in her reach. Because she does not feel that she can do what needs to be done when she pulls that gun out. So she shouldn't have a gun. And I don't argue that. I think that's a great way of looking at it. If you can't do what needs to be done when that gun comes out, you shouldn't be carrying one. But the opportunity or the option for somebody who is proficient, who does feel comfortable with it, should never be taken away from them. Because they're the only people, not a cop. They're the only people that can stop these mass shootings as they're happening. Yeah, you know, if if like I said, if you can have thirty-two uh, options of ice cream, you should be able to have choice in your world. You know, if you live in what's quote unquote a free society, then you should be able to have that choice as well. But you know, the spiritual side of me says uh, I see it degrading. I, I, I don't see a world that's becoming freer and more loving and open and honest and connecting. I see it's beaten down into fear. What the mainstream media does is it creates this, you know, and by the way, gun sales go through the roof. I posted this today. That, you know, the whole idea is your matrix is what you make of it. Do you think of the world as a loving, open, honest forgiving, uh, uh, empathetic place, or do you think of it as a brutal, dangerous, um, and, you know, duck and cover kind of situation? And this is what the mainstream media is beating into people's heads. Now, are they doing it because, you know, they, you know they're part of the, the same companies that will sell you ammunition and sell you weapons, or are they trying to connect to you? Sean, honestly, you know, give me five, give me three, give me two uh, examples of mainstream media trying to connect the human heart and uh, the species and the religions and the races and the colors and the creeds. It's just not happening. What they're doing is they're beating you over the head with fear, fear, fear. There's no ratings if you don't divide. Well, it's not as, as, you know, ratings are great. You know, television doesn't make a ton of money, but gun manufacturers make billions. Mm -hmm. Television is the medium, or the radio is the medium, or magazines are the medium in which they will constantly berate you with the fear. But, you know, it's cause and effect. What does that fear turn you into? What does that make you as a human being? Does it make you a human being who's trusting like when you're walking down the street or or suddenly you're reaching for your weapon or you know or you know you're reaching under your car seat because uh somebody walked up to your car 
you know uh, the whole idea is in the 60 you know 50s and 60s and 70s they said the world was different the world wasn't any different people's viewpoint of the world was different well now scott that, scott can we uh, both agree though that it's not the gun's fault oh it has nothing to do with the weapon. so so what 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 can cuz i don't know how long you listened earlier but i talked about a nuke tv commercial i saw and it was a commercial for uh, psoriasis you know the skin disease I saw that. I saw it a couple of weeks ago. And, and what's the side effect? What's the side effect of yeah. that medication? You know, yeah. so so can we blame the guns, or do we really need to look deeper into what's going on in this country? What is happening to the psychological level of humanity? What has changed that we can't walk down the street carrying a, a sidearm like they like they did in the eighteen hundreds without shooting somebody because we're in fear? Well, is it because that, that we've We've changed the chemistry of what humanity is at this point in time. Well, you know, first of all, why why should you fear your neighbor, Sean? You shouldn't. You you shouldn't. I don't fear my neighbor. Well, who told you? Who told you that you should? Uh probably the news or the government, more than likely. <laughs> okay, and the same people that own that speaking device also, by the way, sell you your ammunition and and, and uh, ammunition and. Nine millimeter. Okay, you have to remember fear cells. Fear cells wrinkle cream for Christ's sakes. Fear cells. Uh, you know. Oh, by the way, you're getting gray. Oh, you know. Oh, but no one's going to like you at your twenty year reunion. Fear cells. Fear is always sold. So the ultimate fear is. Oh, oh, by the way, yeah. Uh, you know, nine miles from here, someone actually robbed a store. I better buy another weapon. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm not anti-gun, but I'm also about what drives people to think that they need three guns, right. four guns, five guns. What is that? Did you get carjacked? Did you get pulled up at a Seven Eleven? You know what? If if that's you and that truly happened to you, you know what? I'm going to step back. I'm going to go. You know what? I've got nothing to say on your issue. But that's a one in in ten thousand people that will run into some type of serious crime issue where they, you know, need a gun and have it rather than have it and don't need it. The rest is fear. And uh, I'm sorry, Sean. You know, when when fear is it, it it is this is this is why I started dangerous conversation. This is why I started these things because 9/11 had people fearing Muslims. People couldn't even recite one item in the Quran, but suddenly those evil Muslims were out to change the world and and everybody else. And all those people have fear, fear, fear. You know what fear is? Fear is something you're not. Fear is something you have no idea of. You know what? Here's here's something we should do. And, th- and this is what I suggest. Every time the United States is uh, thinking about invading a country, we should go to the 300 or 400,000 people that will invade that country and we'll say, you know what, take one of the s- those people from that country, take them into your house, and let them live in your house for six months. Mm-hmm. Get to know them, get to know their culture, get to know how they love, how they don't love, get to know their fears and anxieties. You know what? Maybe it's a little tougher to pull the trigger. and But no, now it's like, oh, you know, the bad guys live in caves and, you know, the ragheads and, uh, you know, pardon this, I don't, I don't speak this kind of language, but, you know, camel jockeys and all this other shit I hear from people all day long. You know what? 
you have no idea what kind of lifestyle those people are living 6,000 miles away. Guess what? Most of those people want the same thing as you. Peace, tranquility, and, and, and just a life that they can move through and, and pray to their God in their version. But no, 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 no. I got 20 fucking cable channels that reach to me. Fear, fear this guy. Fear this religion. Fear this Taliban. Fear this ISIS. Fear, fear, fear. Be afraid. This is, how, this is how you control the populace. Dude, they've been doing it for 5,000 years. It's amazing how they do it, Scott. It really is how they, how they keep us in line, how they keep us in the direction they want us to be in. Um, Scott, as we're wrapping up here, because we're getting close to the end, uh, I think we have some good news. Uh, finalize something, possibly? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, the funny thing was, uh, when I did the Kickstarter, I, I bought some really good gear, but I didn't realize that I would need, like, all these little tiny, like, a, a, a distribution amplifier and a second sound card, because my fucking laptop uh, bit the farm, and all these things. So, I, I and, you know, okay, that's one side of it. The other side of it is I needed to step away your life in from order. What I did, what I did for a living, you know. You have to remember, just because it's ledge and dangerous conversation, you know. I'm Scott, okay. I'm I'm just a guy, you know, walking through his life, and at the end of the day, I have my same journey. I have my same ups and downs, and all these things. And I, I, I was caught between a rock and a hard place because I truly wanted to keep doing radio, but I had to step away from it. And uh, when I did, um, I didn't miss it. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Sean, for about six months, I didn't miss it. You know why? Because it treated me like shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I, I feel you, man. Trust me. I, I get it. Yeah. You, know, you, know, you know, every time I turn on the microphone, I hear a bunch of people talking about Lindsay Lohan or, or Kim Kardashian's ass. And I think to myself, these fuckers suck. How come I'm not on the air? Oh, yeah, by the way, I happen to have a conscience. I happen to speak my mind. Oh, yeah, they don't want that material on their radio stations. So I went, uh, you know, you know, like anything. You know, it's like a steel worker in the 50s. It's, it's like, um, oh, Christ, somebody else was talking. Oh, yeah, the people that manufacture houses, people that do roofs. Uh, you know, guess what? We have 3D printers that are now printing houses. You're going to lose your job, too, to something else. So I went through all of that. And I also realized that, I don't want to get all spiritual here, but, you know, you asked me, so here I go. <laughs> um, Sean, I, I, I said this before, and I'll say it again. Everybody has their take on who they are and what they are and what the world is. Okay? I acknowledge that. And I bless it. You know, good for you. That's you. But guess what? Scott realizes that he's a piece of permanent consciousness. And um, that inner voice keeps telling me, what are you going to do with this talent I gave you? What are you going to do with this? And I had to sit back and say, I will not compromise. I will not sit around and talk about, uh, you know, superfluous bullshit. <sighs> information because somebody else will pay me to do it and that's hard to do because for the first 28 years of my radio career i had a paycheck and now i'm at that crossroads where i'm like i, I don't think i'll ever get a paycheck again in radio to be honest with you because you know what people like me 
are not being invited to FM talk stations, AM talk stations. We are. Um, I think that's we're a badge dangerous. of honor. I think it's a dangerous. badge of honor, though. I, I honestly, Scott, I think it's a badge of yeah, honor well, that they don't want you. Guess what? Your badge of honor doesn't pay my fucking car payment. Okay? <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> you know, and that's the point I'm making is, you know, sooner or later you have to realize that you have to make a choice. And the choice I've made is no compromises. I will not compromise my integrity and my spiritual journey for some uh, declining industry known as radio. So I decided to step away. Uh, by the way, I, I, I'm working for someone who's really cool. It has nothing to do with radio. She At paints all. boats for a living. And you know what? It's the most refreshing, beautiful thing I've had in quite some time. And to, you know, to wrap it up, yes, next Tuesday, uh, the sound card should arrive tomorrow. Hopefully we'll do a sound check with you guys in, uh, midweek. And the uh, conversation will be back officially next Tuesday. Eight o'clock. Uh, we're looking forward to it, man, and 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 I can't wait to hear it and hear what you do. You're going to be bringing a little diff- different conversation than normal. I think we talked about that the other day uh, than than what most people would expect. And you're going to do a lot of different things that you don't hear on the station here, which I'm looking forward to. Well, you know, uh, you have to remember the Radio IO journey, which was awesome. You know, uh, just just another wonderful chapter in my life. I'm grateful for the opportunity that was given. But I also understand that there's this unbelievable thing, you know, mon- quantum mechanics and, and, and everything else that's going on where I am constantly searching farther and farther down the rabbit hole. And if you can hack it, well, you know, maybe I'm not for you, but... Um, I, I'm not going to stop calling out the kind of government and those kind of bullshit things that take place. Um, and by the way, I'm not a big Bernie Sanders fan, but you know what? In the reality today, where we are, people need hope, people need relief. And of all the puppets in line, he's the least, I guess you could say, offensive puppet. <laughs> He's the new hope and change, Scott. He's the new hope and change. Well, you know, I, you know, you know, who knows? <laughs> a year from now, you know, the the, the debates are on tonight. Um, you know, I I may be set straight when it comes to that, but I do know this: he's gathering crowds, and the reason he's gathering crowds is because people are tired of the system. Now, is he part of the system? Yeah. Is he? You know, does he? Does he have the same? You know, he, don't get me wrong. You know, he's not a big. You know, Israel, Bernie doesn't even go near it. Um, you know, there are other things about uh, the Fed. You know, he's, he's a he's like I said, Bernie Bernie's against tackling the smaller banks. You know, Citibank and that stuff, but he won't go against the entire system. Oh, I don't but think we call Citibank a small bank, Scott. First of all, no, <laughs> I mean, that's no, one of the big ones compared to the Fed. Well, I, remember that's just a branch of the Fed. Well, in other words, he can call out Citibank, but he won't call out the Fed. Right. Okay. That's my point. Right. And he'll flip flop so, just like the rest of them will. Uh, you know, hey. You know, what? you know what? If he brings 20 or 30% relief to the 40% of this of our country that are living, living I mean, 40% of our people are in poverty, Sean. But would they be there if we weren't fighting illegal wars in other countries and creating terrorists? Well, um, yeah, obviously, you know, you know. Duh. <laughs> That's my answer to that. Duh. Of course. But you know what? 
uh, the military-industrial complex is also forty percent of our uh, of our GDP. True, true. Well, maybe we need to change our G- D- GDP to something that doesn't kill people. That would be a nice change, wouldn't it? I, I've always been pro green energy, pro solar, pro biofuels, pro algae, pro hemp, pro cannabis. The reason being is, if you want to truly change the world, you have to change the energy consumption and production of the world everything else is fake paper money is fake everything else is fake but energy produces a farm energy produces a car energy produces a, you know a, a, you know everything so this is why i've always been that way is if you're truly trying to change the planet you have to get away from uh, the teat you know we're like heroin dealers stuck on black tar uh, you know it just happens to be oil so if we're going to truly change our planet, we have to deal with our energy. You know, Elon Musk and, and everything he's doing, you know, he's the first of somebody. Guess what? There's going to be 10 other people behind him in the next five years, okay? And they're going to push him, and he's going to have to lower his rates and everything else, and batteries and storage and energy. It, it, it sounds geeky to talk about that kind of stuff. It's the no truth. It's the truth. You, you it's are right. Sexy. It's not sexy to talk about that stuff, but, you know, <laughs> it is the answer to our issues. Brother, um, I'll, I'm going to check in uh, sometime this week with you and uh, maybe do a test offline. I'm looking forward to getting back on the air. I will let you know that, yes, a Dangerous Conversation will be a little less Bubba-ish. There, there is more mention that name. You can say Bubba. Yeah. That's, that's perfectly fine. No, no, no. Whatever. Let him live his world. Let him walk through his journey. It's okay. Um, but dangerous conversation uh, will evolve because hopefully I'm evolving. And that's my goal. I, 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 that's great. And I, I look forward, like I said, Scott, to hearing. I have a message for you that was sent to me. And I was asked to tell you to make sure Scott understood this one. This is from Trip. He said that when the police the military disarm themselves, he'll think about disarming down to one handgun, one rifle, and one shotgun. Until then, he's keeping the rest. Well, good. You know, masturbate and clean your guns at the same time. If that makes you feel safe, happy, you know, that's the whole idea. You know, if you think, if you honestly think that that the answer to the human issue is guns, then you need to grow. <laughs> and with that, you guys can catch Scott next week, 8 o'clock. I will be offline in time to make sure he can start at 8. And uh, DC will be returning to the airwaves, and you guys can hear his thoughts from his mouth, mouth as he says them. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Sean. You've been a great friend, and I love you, brother. Yeah, I love you too, man. I look forward to seeing you again. Let's not make it too long from now, okay? All right, uh, and thank you to everybody who has supported me. By the way, everybody that's waiting on a T-shirt, you're going to get two, or a tank top, you're going to get two. I understand you've waited forever for that kind of stuff, so I want to make sure that I reward you uh, for your patience. Thank you so much. There you go, man. I appreciate it, Scott. We'll talk to you soon, brother. There goes Scott, my, 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 my good friend. You know, I love the guy. He's done some great stuff, and I wouldn't be what I am if it wasn't for him. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be here doing a broadcast if I didn't have the encouragement of my good friend, Scott Ledger. All right, guys, you've been listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. You know what? I'm going to talk to you soon. Peace out, brother.
let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace, when I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake, when I'm risking it all. No time to waste Fuck this rat race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go. Day one, I've been in this alone With arms stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now's time to connect Oh, no. 
love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bomb diggity. Like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Just a few perks when you're in my zone This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home 